listener exclusive. I have a delicious secret. The Limestone Coast's Hidden Secrets. Limestone Coasters, it is time for Ep 2 of Limestone Coast Hidden Secrets. And look, I don't know about you, but I have walked past Inglebrook Cave or driven past it probably every day of my 24-year life here in the Limestone Coast. And to put my hand up and to say I've never been there um, is probably a little bit embarrassing because I always drive past it. I always walk past it. I was I was living in West Street for a while and walking past and um and to say as a local that I've never been to Engelbrecht Cave is a little embarrassing. There's a lady who knows an awful lot more about Engelbrecht Cave than I do. Her name is Amanda. She's from the Mancavia City Council. Amanda, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Amanda, Engelbrecht Cave. I suppose the first question I've got to ask is, have you been in there? I have. I have. See, it makes me feel even worse now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's always potential to go. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Engelbrecht Cave. Engelbert Cave really is the epitome of hidden gem. Um, and I hope the little secrets I'm about to share with you today inspire everyone to understand what a beautiful and ancient landscape we're privileged to live on. Um, and of course, one that has been home to the Bondic people for tens of thousands of years as well. So today I'm here to talk about this glorious cave. And in fact, as you noted before, we are a city built on cave systems and sinkholes and, of course, the story of volcanism as well. Mm. Um, so it certainly is a beautiful tale to tell. Absolutely. Yes. Now, is the Ingebrecht Cave a sinkhole as I suppose we know sinkholes in the limestone coast? Mm. So the entrance is an irregular shaped collapsed sinkhole about 15 metres across. And for anyone listening who may not know what a sinkhole is, it's a natural pit uh, resulting from the collapse of limestone bedrock that exposes the groundwater. So pretty cool. And that has then exposed the Engelbrook Cave, um, which is one of many in the area. Mm. And that then consists further of two main passageways um, that are located under our urban area. Now, tell me about this, because I know a little bit about these passageways, but I bet you know more. Now, there's the cave that we can see, which is the dry cave. Yep. And then there's the cave we can't, which is the wet cave. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, it's accessible to the accredited divers um, and the Cave Diving Association of Australia spend um, a considerable amount of time down there as well. So it stretches to a south trending passage, which is called the eastern side. And then a north trending passage, which is called the western side. And that one runs underneath our busiest highway. So people drive over this every day. And I wonder how many actually know what lies beneath. See, what freaks me out is the fact that we don't necessarily think that there is a cave under the highway as we're driving. But then <laughs> you point it out. But you point it out and you go, wow, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it's an intricate cave system um, that is made up, imagine lakes, flooded passageways, and even large air chambers that are underneath the surface. And it was noted that divers um, could feel the vibrations of the traffic. Oh, that'd freak me out. From oh the, my God. <laughs> from that nearby highway <laughs> in the chamber that's located on that western side. Could you imagine how they would have felt? I'm not sure what would be worse, driving over the top of the highway <laughs> going, we're driving over the Inglebrook Cave, or being a diver underneath it going, there is a semi that's just gone over me and I'm wondering yeah. whether it's going to end up in here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, so that sort of covers those, um, those two areas. Now, I reckon that you have got a couple of hidden secrets for me about Engelbert Cave. I do, I do. So um, the the cave itself, um, I've been down there recently, and I think this sentiment is reflected in all of the voices that visit as well. So when you disappear under the ground in that dry cave, mm-hmm. all of that white noise of life disappears like completely disappears. And it's one of the most beautiful experiences as a human to be faced with that level of contemplatable silence and all of your other senses come to life. It is just so silent. Does it freak Um, you out? uh, It's, it's not really. It's just (laughs) beautiful. And it's so welcomed as well. Um, And in so many other areas around the world, you'll hear about the concept of forest bathing, where Mm -hmm. people walk through those forests in order to gain um, a better understanding of their senses. Um, And this, I think, is our equivalent. Now, there is a hidden secret about Mm -hmm. the wet cave that I knew nothing about. Yeah, yeah. So, Um, The water in the wet caves, the water is so crystal clear after filtering through that limestone rock, Um, the limestone being porous, so water can move through it. Um, So that's a hidden gem. Well, it sparkles like one anyway. Um, It does. (laughs) So this water gradually moves um, after it's passed through that limestone it then gradually moves underground through the landscape southwards towards the sea. So down south, you can see the evidence of this at Piccaninny Ponds as that water pools up to ground level. So what you're telling me is that we've got water that's in the Inglebrook Cave and over a certain amount of time, it will end up at Piccaninny. I know. Very cool. A long time. So (laughs) (laughs) the water table then like has reached the surface down at that point. So although it's still quite deep, um, I think it's about 110 metres at its deepest point at Piccaninny Ponds, but it takes 35,000 years to reach the ocean. Not something where we can put some dye in the cave and watch it come out eventually. <laughs> no, no, not at, all. not at all. I wouldn't want to wait around for that one. <laughs> Now, there are also some um, some animals in the yes, cave. Yes, yes. So there are two very weird and wonderful creatures that exist down there, and it's not your typical bats. There is a cave-dwelling shrimp that's transparent, and it's so extremely hard to see with the naked eye. And there's one other one that has absolutely fascinated me and grabbed my interest. And right. It's hidden away in caves. Um, there's these small insects that love living in a world of blackness. Yep. Um, they're called Australian cave crickets and they're wingless insects and they can be found in Inglebrook Cave as well. Most often uh, sort of at the entrance points. Um, be sure to ask the tour guide about them when you're there. Um, and normal cave cricket behavior is to jump towards a potential predator. However, I was, <laughs> uh, yeah, very reassuring. However, I was assured that Engelbrick cave crickets do nothing of the sort and instead are quite shy of human presence, um, which is good. It's very comforting to know. They're very interesting creatures. So they eat both plant and animal material and mm-hmm. they'll leave the cave at night times to forage for the food above ground. Um, it's starting to sound in. very Halloween-y. Oh, very Halloween-y. It, it's amazing. <laughs> I find this all very interesting. Um, 
And cave crickets don't chirp like normal other crickets, so you won't actually right. hear them um, because they don't have wings. And normal crickets um, use the vibration of their wings to um, to throw that chirping sound. Yep, to communicate, um, yep. Yeah, but cave crickets, they don't have wings and they're deaf. So instead they use their abdominal vibrations. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah, now, Amanda, special. you bring up an interesting point. Mm. Um, I may not have been to Inglebrick Cave, something yeah. that I am going to change very, yes. very soon. Oh, but, please um, do go. But You'll people love it. <laughs> are able to, to take a visit and tour the Inglebrick Cave. Absolutely. So um, there's two entrances to the cave. Um, it's through a, um, a tour guide that's there and you do have to book um, but I would definitely recommend um, taking that tour of the dry cave where they can show you the beginning of the wet cave as well. Um, so there's two entrances um, the first one being the south trending um, passage the eastern side mm. um, and there that's they'll walk you through how the divers um, then enter the wet caves and they'll show you the equipment they carry. Um, there's steep stairways that go in that are really safe and there's viewing platforms. Um, and it is really beautiful when you're inside those dry caves as well um, to get a, that sense and that feeling um, of, of that silence too. Amanda, I have been blown away. You have definitely served up a hidden secret in the limestone coast. And I can mm. guarantee that there are a lot of people like me who have never been to the Inglebrick Cave, something that we should all be uh, planning to make a visit of sometime soon. Thanks for joining us this morning and telling us about a hidden secret in the limestone oh, coast. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Now, Lobster Coasters, there is more to the tale of Engelbrecht Cave, and news has broken this week. Um, probably a good year ago now, I introduced you to a bloke whose mission was to go to Mars. He spent some time in the Limestone Coast. He's been doing cave diving, and he has found a brand new cave under the Blue Lake City. Josh Richards, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, Josh, there is a fantastic video running around. We've got a copy of it on the Triple M Limestone Coast Facebook page. You and uh, and some mates have been exploring the Inglebrook Cave, and you have found some pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Well, um, truth be told, it's, uh, we've, we've taken Inglebrook's Cave from being arguably one of the smallest caves in the entire region to now being the second largest. So there's some fairly substantial tunnels running under Mount Gambia that we've only just discovered. How did it come about that nobody knew about this and, and you guys worked it out? The, the short version is uh, it, it's quite a, I suppose it, initially it looks like quite a boring cave. So most folks <laughs> dismiss Engelbricks. It's quite hard to get to. So you've climbed down about six flights of stairs just to get to the water in the first place. And for a lot of people who go there, they dip under, they may be underwater for a minute or two. They maybe only swim 30 metres at the most before they surface in an air chamber um, with quite a substantial rock pile. And generally, for the last 50 years, that's all that people have looked at. Um, and as it was, I went and checked out Engelbrecht's with a really good friend of mine, Matt Aisbert, um, and the pair of us decided to go and have a look at this cave for the first time back in 2019. We'd then tipped off that there might be some water all the way at the back. Uh, there might be something interesting if we climbed over about 60, 70 metres of rock, um, to go and find this little puddle of water at the back. And um, the short version is we found the puddle, we jumped into it, and while we were swimming around in that pool at the back, I spotted a reflection on the roof, and uh, it turned out that was another hole to another section of the cave. And over the last three years, we've been sort of progressively exploring it. COVID got in the way, obviously, but uh, we've been progressively exploring it until uh, we've got 
over 400 metres of new passage uh, has sort of been discovered from that. So That is just mind-blowing. Josh, is there more to discover? Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about that. And uh, part of the reason why we've sort of gone gone public with it and shared it with everyone is that um, we're very keen to get more people in there and get eyes on it. Um, diversity is a, is a really big one for finding new things. People see things differently. And um, it took, you know, us... Matt and I are looking at things a little bit differently to find this initially, and we have zero doubt that if more people get in there and look at things in there, they'll find more tunnels and more passage. We really strongly suspect that it will actually go all the way to the cave gardens. And um, if it does go to the cave gardens, are you, are you, you hoping that it's going to be an endpoint at the uh, at the sinkhole at the cave, or, or, or what do you hope to, to get out of that? But, the, what little we know, so uh, as far as I know, no one's died for the cave gardens for a very long time. Um, and the few maps that we have for that area actually has a, a little bit of a lead, an area um, to the northwest leading back towards Engelbrex um, that would potentially connect the two. So the hope is that we are able to connect the two caves and people could jump in at Engelbrex and swim all the way through and pop out of the cave gardens. Um, or maybe people enter through the cave gardens and swim out and have a coffee at the Engelbrex Cafe. It is amazing to think that there is such a cave network under the Blue Lake City, and you guys have, have worked really hard over three years to, to find a, another part of it. It's, uh, it's fantastic. What are people saying about your discovery? Uh, it's, it's pretty unusual, to be honest with you. It, it, it has, like you said, it's taken a lot of hard work, um, and we've had to sort of keep it fairly quiet um, just because... There's been some interesting challenges. Uh, Engelbrecht's cave, again, usually gets sort of overlooked quite a bit. Um, and as a result of that, because it's a relatively easy dive, or has been a relatively easy dive, it's had quite a low rating um, for cave divers. Uh, it's been rated at cave level. Um, and the areas that we've found are definitely well beyond um, the skill, skill level required to navigate them, is way beyond uh, what folks at that level of training should be attempting. Mm. So we've had to keep it very quiet so that uh, folks who potentially have access to the cave don't go accessing that part. So for us to finally sort of reveal it, um, there have been quite a few folks who are really, really excited for us and a few of us kind of looking at and sort of saying, hey, you know, why didn't you tell us? Um, but <laughs> the truth is we didn't, we didn't tell them because um, they, they weren't really qualified to access that part of the cave. Absolutely. Hey, Josh, it really is sensational. I'm over the moon that you and I get the chance to chat about it. Let's talk over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk a little bit more about caves in the limestone coast. What do you reckon? Sounds fantastic. Listener.